This is London City Island podcast series. Um, I'm Keisha, presenter on Flex FM, voiceover artist and creative director at Homemade Records. Let's get into this. Okay, Dante. Do we have Dante in the building? Yes. And P? Hey, everybody. Sitting here in my studio on lockdown as well. Enjoying <laughs> the view. <laughs> So let's get into this. London City Island. I want to talk to you guys a little bit more about the, you know, this unique and diverse community that exists in London that probably a lot of people haven't heard about. And there are huge benefits that come with living in this like 12 acre micro Manhattan complex, which looks insane. There's an arts club, there's curated clubhouse, there's spa facilities, there's shops. So this is a whole community of creatives that live in this complex. So musicians, artists, managers, filmmakers, wellness. Yeah, there's wellness, there's musicians, there's artist managers, there's painters, there's, it, the list is endless and it's a budding community, really cool. Brilliant. This podcast series is the outcome of the collaboration between London City Island and Three Bears Entertainment. So tell me a little bit more about this collaboration and how that came about. Uh, Three Bears basically moved onto City Island. Um, we took out one of the units um, and we called it home. And it's called the Wood Studios. We've got so many different um, genres in that in that building, but mainly um, our premise is music. So we're music producers, and now we are doing this podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> well, why is this podcast so important to you guys? And you know, why is it important right now for you guys? I tell you what, the, what the really great thing is. So Dante has just told us, you know, that this is the community of like artists and writers and poets and musicians, you know, and, and the, the atmosphere in it is so brilliant that we decided, you know, since this whole Corona thing came along, we wanted to really keep it going. And the only way we can keep it going is by this amazing podcast opportunity to like kind of expose new talent, also discuss everything that's happening on the island. And it was just the right timing for it, you know? So we're really excited about mm -hmm. it because the, the people that we've got lined up are so special in their talents. Well, before we discuss the kind of the whole strings of creative attached to this project, I want to catch up with you guys on Three Bears Entertainment and the Wood Studio. Uh, Three Bears Entertainment, the men at the end of the mic, Dante and Pete. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you your full names, Dante Johnson, <laughs> Pete Boxster, Martin. It's a, it's a yeah. great names. Great names. Um, good, and good. Emmanuel as well. So you guys are responsible for 10 million worldwide streams, yeah. two number one singles, artists signed to major and independent labels and publishing companies. Again, the list is endless. Tell us a little bit more about that. So Dante and I met probably about 10 years ago and I was hearing his name around town, you know, as like kind of the new hot young kid who's like an amazing like songwriter. And I kept hearing a few tracks and thinking, Wow, I love that. Who did that? So I basically asked one of my producer friends, who is the kid singing on this record? And he was like, I've got to hook you up with Dante Johnson. So we met and there was like this intense spark. Like it was like creative boom, you know? We wrote, yeah. I think, like two songs a day, like for weeks. Like we, we just couldn't stop, you know? And um, what happened was we started calling in artists as well. And that excitement kind of translated through to them. And we just started developing this kind of sound which i think is an important thing between us mm -hmm. and um, that sound eventually translated to record companies hearing us and going whoa we got to get you to work with this artist you know we got to get you to work with that artist mm -hmm. and um 
the it felt like a bit of a powerhouse like combination coming together because every time we would go in with an artist we would just trigger tracks instantly you know mm. and um especially like there was this young artist we've been working with called Abisha who um who walked out of with us with four tracks in a week you know um wow. it just came out of her and she was so shocked and it was almost like her discovery mode to say wow this is something like i haven't discovered in myself before and you guys are getting it out of me so it it is that kind of creative spark that just keeps coming between us and this is where it's got us to at the moment you know two studios that we're proud of and things to come Absolutely. there you go <laughs> So listen, so individually, clearly you are a force <laughs> and have worked with, or, you know, like you say, working with a selection of very credible people. Now, Dante, you're the founder of Three Bears. Is that right? Can I say that? We call him bear number one. <laughs> bear, bear number one. <laughs> bear number one. Yeah, Dante, yeah. I want to hear a little bit more about your journey. Okay. Um, really, I just want to hear about Teddy Riley. <laughs> Teddy Riley um, is one of my mentors. As is Pete, I met Teddy Riley about um, five years ago, um, and he invited me out to Career. And I was with I was with him in Seoul and Career. Mm -hmm. He didn't even. We, we basically just stayed in a studio. We lived in a studio, like basically. And we wrote a bunch of like K-pop records, and um, yeah, EXO. And biggest song was a, a song called "Call Me Baby," which is a, which is actually really big out there in, in Korea. Mm -hmm. If you're into K-pop, then look up um, EXO. Yeah, they're called yeah EXO. Um, yeah, so I did that with Teddy and a dope writer, um, another dope writer called Jay. And yeah. So just a few names. <laughs> other 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 dope writers. I mean, I'm doing a lot of UK working with a lot of UK writers as well and producers. Pete is a long-term collaborator. Between us, we've got a lot of people that we that we have. Um, we work with from a new girl called Abisha all the way to like um, a girl called Dokes and Jude. Um, and actually, yeah. there's a guy who's just won the X Factor like two years ago called Don Harris, who's actually going to be on this very yes. like next week. Um, yeah, he's 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 dope. So um, yeah, and then writers um, Camille, who's dope, Goldfinger. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, probably worried with everybody. I'm sorry if There's I many people. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be sorry. How do you go about? Um, and sorry to interrupt you guys, but how do you go about? You know, selecting which artists you're going to work with. Is um, it a case of you just it's it's you're looking at style, you're looking at you know what exactly are you looking for? There's there's a lot of different things that come into factor, but I think as we've grown, like as producer writers, the stage now that we're at is that we want to choose kind of like who we we want to get in with. You know, initially you just want to get in with like five million people to to get your name out there to kind of develop your sound, but we're finding as we're going we're developing such a strong identity and sound that we kind of now want to imprint that onto artists, you know? So we're careful in our selection at the moment and going, these are the real people we want to work with. And, and it's a good point that because sometimes, you know, you lose what you're in it for because we do so mm. much. So it's kind of taking an artist and going, wow, I'm really inspired by that artist. I want to work with them, you know? Like we had this young girl called Dope St. Jude, who I started off with, you know, I did one track with her. We got it on, to an Apple advert, which was like incredible. And then I was like, Dante, come down, work with this girl. She's amazing. 
we did a little EP. The EP has already just this year gained seven sinks, which is like unheard of, you know? And oh, it was that thing because we clicked with them. We were like, recognize our talent. Let's get on this, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's the best also advice for producers. Like go with stuff that you really want to do, not just that pays the bills, you know, to do yep. some of that. But sure. it's the best position to, to be in, to like select the ones you want to work with. Mm-hmm. So Pete, as I've got you there, Hmm. Oscar nominated producer. Yes. Well, shortlisted Oscar nominated <laughs> producer. Yeah. So that evidently, was, um, yeah. No, just say, evidently, you know, music and producing is a passion of yours. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people out there, you know, would love to know how you got into production. Well, I, I started from a really young age because my dad was a jazz musician. So I had music around me all the time. And um, as the years went on, I joined like a lot of studios, you know, and, and, putting my dues for it and um, eventually got to the point in about 2000 when I was in South Africa, that's the country I'm from, that I had like a lot of number ones and I had three artists signed to different territories in the world, which was unheard of. So I had two, two signed here and one in America and uh, Universal offered me a deal to come over and, and um, basically, you know, said, let's give you a label for a year and see what you can do. And um, it was a wonderful learning experience to get to that point and, and kind of like, get out there into a totally new territory. So, yeah. Throughout this series, I know you guys have set up, well, you set out to raise money for charities close to your hearts that have been affected by the current pandemic, which is fantastic. Now, your guests will be doing the same in the series, um, along with their at-home playlist. So Mm. who is your charity of choice for this episode? And how can people donate? Like, where can people, you know, tell us more. My charity of choice is the Huntington's Disease Association. And Dante, did you tell us exactly how people can donate? Um, yeah, I'll leave the um, I'll leave the links at the end of the show. Right. So, spoiler alert: which yes. artists can we expect to hear from in this series? Ooh. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> we need one of those like Tim Westwood jingles. So. Well, yeah, we do, we do. <laughs> so. Um, this series, we have some amazing artists, um, not just music artists and guests, but we have, like, they're coming from different backgrounds. Um, uh, I don't want to name drop, but I will. <laughs> we, Dude, um, tell us more. We have an Olympic gymnast coming on called Now Wilson. He's, um, yeah, he's amazing. He's, he's on it in two weeks with Bug. Uh, and an amazing lady called Kagi Dunlop, um, who some people may know. She's She's amazing. She's got um, a hit um, podcast called Sounds of Time. Next week, we have an incredible, incredible talent um, called Dalton Harris, um, who is the, an X Factor winner and an insane vocalist and artist. Great stuff. You guys are really fortunate that you have the equipment to make this happen and, you know, push it out to the masses at a time when all of our spirits need uplifting. And for me, I mean, I think this is the perfect time to share knowledge, be creative, you know, share all your ideas and, you know, just to just to reiterate and say that word again, but be kind. I think what's good about this time is to reflect on what we've done, you know, especially Dante and I being in the studio, running so much with so many different people that actually we look back at it and just think, I can't believe the diversity that's come through the studio, you know? And mm. um, it's brilliant to kind of work out the ways now that we can interact with each other you know it has to it has to happen at some point so 
um, yeah, we're, we're looking at different ways of, of collaborating on, on like, say, Zoom, um, different platforms that kind of give you the edge, you know, like like certain platforms can can make you collaborate together. So it's a big investigative period for us. So you guys are working with the incredible Anna Wolf. Pete, can you tell us a little bit more about your relationship with Anna? So a couple of years ago, I was lucky enough to be introduced to an amazing artist called Anna Wolf by actually one of my ex-managers called uh, Roddy Quinn. And basically he said to me, Pete, you've got to check this girl out. She's amazing, amazing artist. And I was like, send me the demos. Heard one or two of the demos. I actually lost my mind. I was like, who is this? But I had to get Dante involved and kind of round him up as well, because I knew the two of them would bounce off each other so well. You know, they come from different worlds. And Dante is like R&B head king, amazing, can do like so many things. And Anna's this like rock indie artist you know so it was that clash and fusion that i knew would something would happen by the time we got into the studio about a week later we had four tracks done if i'm if i'm not um if if i'm not wrong and i think it was about four or five tracks and it was just a beautiful collaboration so anna tell us about it <laughs> yeah i mean it, it was from the get-go a, a really cool experience and i think it was definitely from a production element something that I um, have done before, you know, and, and to work with Dante and Pete in a room that in itself was new to me. So, you know, feeding off of these two very talented individuals and creating the music, which then ended up being these very powerful singles, you know, is still very near and dear to my heart. And it's definitely a process that I will never be able to compare with any other process that I have done before or probably which I will then never get the opportunity to do in the future unless I have to work with them again of course <laughs> it really was it was it was all of that it was all of that magic that Pete was speaking of but but more so you know and without it making it too self-indulgent I think as, as musicians can get um it, it was it won it was a you had to be in the room to really experience it but thank god for Pete being such a good producer he really embodied that he made sure not to lose the magic of the demos and incorporate that magic of the demos into the final versions of of the tracks maybe you can talk to us about that Anna. tell us what translates so well for you life i think uh, it's that thing i think uh, ever since i was a kid i used to I grew up in a household that wasn't wasn't the best in terms of um, a lot of turmoil and so forth. So as a child, I had to escape a lot. You know, I had to go in my head and I had to make up these scenarios and things for me not to be present. And I think that same headspace of imagine and and really taking and feeling every fiber in myself and morphing that into and i know it sounds all hippie jippery but it's really truly what it feels like it i morph into that other person that higher self yeah. i get so Definitely. you know as a young child doing that i i continued my life as an adult doing very much the same thing on stage where i would like you say when i was in studio i would go into the states almost of being creatively uh possessed and it's it's truly a uh, for me, the only way I can describe it, it's a spiritual thing that happens. As an adult, doing very much the same thing on stage, where I would, like you say, when I was in studio, I would go into the states almost of being creatively uh, possessed. And it's it's truly a, 
Uh, for me, the only way I can describe it, it's a spiritual thing that happens. It's something Absolutely. that takes over. I get goosebumps. Like I knew I was going to write Believer the night I wrote Believer. I can hear the track from start to finish within a few seconds. It's really a, um, it's almost like a meditative state that I, that I definitely go into. And then, yeah, live, I mean, I've been compared to a lot of, you know, if, if you're watching this and you, and you want to kind of know what to expect from a live show, I mean, I've been, I've been compared to, I mean, incredible people. It's obviously a big honor. People like Freddie Mercury, uh, Kate Bush, Leonard Cohen, um, and then also Sia. So they're, they're bits and bobs of those artists that I guess, yeah, would be picked up in my live performance. That live in you, yeah. But it, I think the, the, the main thing with you is that it's creative possession. It's beautiful to see. And, it, and it's so unique, you know, and, and we are so proud to be just a little bit part of your journey because I think the world is really going to see something special in the next couple of years. Yeah, and, you know, as we know, the world is at a very interesting place right now, and it's going to be quite interesting to how it unfolds for us as creatives and in the music industry and which direction are things really going to go. And I, I'm such a firm believer that with any other genre of um, or sector of business that you might be finding yourself in, I'm curious to see how, um, like fashion always, you know, is the same cycle or has the cycle Absolutely. off. Like, you know, 80s fashion will come back or 90s fashion or like now a lot of the kids are wearing like, you know, early 2000s, 90s fashion, you know, and that's very much in. And the same goes for music. Like, I think yeah. music right now, I don't know, there's been a there's been a small shift even before this whole change that we are all facing. There's a small shift in the music industry where people are craving authenticity. People are craving... Um, and we're seeing that on social media, like be more of your real self, you know, stop taking selfies and photoshopping the shit yeah. out of it, you know, but you know what I'm saying? So I, I think like, I, I, my point is, I hope that what I'm doing, or at least I, I have faith that what I do will be able to shift and move with this new movement that we as a society are finding ourselves in. Because look, the intent of, and purpose of what I do as a musician is to change and to be that dot for that person that listens to the music or comes to a show. And, you know, even if you don't leave there a fan, even if you're shifted or you're asking questions, I mean, isn't that what being human and being Absolutely. alive is all about? So hopefully I, I can do that for that person that watches it. Um, wonderful, wonderful. And, and, and help them. Yeah, I, I would like to think that what we do as creatives and as entertainers, that it stems deeper than just the self-gratification of self-acceptance and, and, and that recognition. Wonderful. In this current pandemic that we are, you know, that we're in, uh, you know, you are an artist with such authenticity and, and, you're, and so creative. How do you... How have you found this isolation process, and and how and what have you what have you been doing in this in this time, and has it affected your creativity? Um, creatively, I haven't been writing a lot, to be honest. Um, I actually, um, I think life happens in seasons, and now is definitely not the time to put my pen to paper. <laughs> so mm, okay. I, I prefer spending my time now on like just being healthy, meditating, going for regular jogs, connecting with friends and family. If it's admin stuff that I'll be busy doing, then I'll del indulge in that, like new social media stuff, um, new videos, um, getting the tracks out that I did with Pete and Dante. So there's, there's a lot to actually focus on. And you'll be surprised. Human beings can actually think of a lot of stuff to be doing in a day's time, you know, and then 
I know, right? You find yourself not having time for anything, you know? <laughs> have you upskilled in any way during this process? Because I think there's a lot of pressure for a lot of people that are like, you know, when I come out of quarantine, I'm going to be ripped. You know, I've learned Spanish or I've learned, you know, I've learned another language, whatever. Have you felt that pressure or are you just taking it day by day? No, my gosh, if I had to live like that, I'd live a very, very sad life. No, I, <laughs> I heard my friend said something very wise yesterday, so I can't take um, kudos for it. But he said, if you can't be happy now in this moment of isolation, if you can't be happy within your four walls, really internally still and happy, yes, we have all we have stuff to do and when we get out this is, and first of all i had a lot of exciting things in the pipeline for me before this so mm, as yeah. a human being my ego got smashed to the ground you know because it yeah. was like no, no 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 you have all these things in the pipeline but you know it's going to happen and i think that whole thing about everything happens at the right time really came to play you know? so no i think it's taking it day by day and just trying your best to become still really what's what's important i suppose what you know there are people out there lots of creatives um out there who i'm sure will either be really enjoying this process or will be you know on the flip side really struggling because like you say they may have had loads of things in the pipeline prior to this and all of a sudden it's just shut down mm -hmm. you know not shut down forever but for sure at this very moment it can't happen and that's what I think is difficult for people to deal with. And that's where the anxiety builds up. So where do you, you know, what else can we be doing to just really just stamp on the anxiety? What things can we be doing? Like, what are you doing to, you know, if, if that's, if you ever have days where you do feel slightly anxious, you know, what would you, what would you be doing? Oh, I love that. Um, that. The way you phrased the question, I think, you know, this, this was my biggest thing that popped up for me was, our labels were being stripped, all labels. That means if you were a CEO of a company or you were this or that, or you mm -hmm. were running your own fashion label, we were all stripped. I was That's stripped. That's a song. I had, yeah. I had, yeah, exactly. That's a song. I had so many good shows lined up. I had my first festival in Czech Republic. Like I was like, oh my wow. gosh, people are taking notice of my music. Like, yes, and it's, and what was happening is my music was taking on a life of its own in all these various territories around the world. So, mm. For an independent artist, that's exactly what you want, right? Mm -hmm. So when this all came to play, um, I must say, look, I can only speak from, from my own experience. I've always been, thank God, someone who, if my anxiety took over or if I found, found myself going there and escaping and, and not being present and not being still, and, and trust me, I'm still a human being, so I still have moments of, but if I, if I didn't hone in on self-assessment prior to this isolation, it would have been a really, really big, a bigger struggle for me. Yeah. Because in the past, I had really big issues with severe anxiety, in fact. When now, when my anxiety pops up, I notice it and I become the, the, the observer of it. And then I notice it and then I would try and steer myself in another direction. But once again, I can only speak of myself here. So I've become a lot better at observing myself. So if I'm chest heavy and it's a physical thing and I struggle to breathe and I wake up in the morning and I feel slightly depressed, I would either tap into a really enriching podcast I would make a really healthy mm. breakfast. Um, okay, so I am listening to the one that I absolutely love is Anything by Ram Dass. Mm. I don't know if you guys have heard of Ram Dass. 
Yeah. R A M D A S S. Ramdas. Ramdas. Yeah. And he just—he's this uh, spiritual guru. But uh, you know what I like about him is he likes to rip himself off. So there's this sense of just being this human guy with all these human experiences. But you know, this is my take on things, and I, yeah, I dig that. I, I like that those kind of podcasts. So Anna, if there was like one thing that you would um, that you would say that you've learned in this lockdown period, just to round off, what would it be? My purpose is not exactly what I think it is. Mm. And that my purpose is bigger than what I boxed myself to think it is. Because mm. I think I, I've been doing this the whole time, just like, go, 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 go. There's the goal. There's the goal. Go, 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 go. And I've just been slammed down to just become still. And I've actually become so still that I think that is actually why, that is the root of why I haven't been writing in this isolation period. I'm, I'm not saying I'm gonna stop being a musician, I'm gonna stop making music, no. But there is an underlining thing there that I can't yet pinpoint that I'm, that I'm trying to, I don't know, I guess here. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no. So, whilst we're talking about CE Island, one of the businesses and of our neighbours um, is an, an art gallery um, called Trinity Art Gallery, who are opposite the Wood Studios, Ian Felton, who's just called, called in on the call. So, welcome to the show, Ian Felton. Hi, Dento. How are you doing? Ah, uh, great, great. We are having. Um... Quite an adventure, aren't we? We are. We are indeed, my friend. How are you keeping? Are you safe? Are you well? Uh, very safe. Very well. Um, just adjusting to these very unusual circumstances, and um, yeah, tr trying to make the most of it. And yeah, feeling good. Ian, do you want to just introduce what you're about, what your job title is, what you do? Yeah. So predominantly, I. I'm based in art uh, as a fine artist, uh, a painter, down at Trinity Boy Wharf. And um, what's what's occurred in the last few years is suddenly this huge development has landed on our doorstep. Uh, we've been isolated for many, many years here at Trinity Boy Wharf. And then London City Island comes along and English National Ballet and the London Film School and our bite. And of course, the Free Bears and the Woods. <laughs> So it's, it's been very, very exciting. And we've been invited, uh, well, it was over two and a half years ago now, to open up an art gallery at London City Island, um, which is called Trinity Art Gallery after Trinity Art Studios down at Trinity Ball Wolf. It's wow. currently closed due to the, the, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, we've also, on February the 7th, we opened our second gallery at Good Luck Hope. Um, and then we closed that on the 24th of March, I do believe. Wow. Um, so it's given us a rest time. Mm -hmm. It's given us time to, to step back and um, kind of reevaluate a lot of things that we didn't have time to do because the last few years have been a real few years of growth and a lot of events and a lot of, you know, opening the two galleries uh, plus what we have going on at Trinity Boy Wharf. And as you know, Dante, we've collaborated on a number of events and last year they was they was rolling one after another so now we've had time to just step back and look at our core business and um and make some real adjustments moving forward into this 
new age that is upon us. So Ian, you mentioned we have a lot lined up and we've worked on and collaborated on a lot of events before. Do you want to tell us like one or two that we have collaborated in the past and maybe one or two things that you have coming up, not just between us, but yourself? Well, I think one of the, the main things was when we began uh, the Unity Arts Festival uh, in, we held that in September 18 and then again in September 19. And that the first one that we did was really, uh, as the name suggests, Unity. It was the idea of linking Trinity Boy Wharf, London City Island and all these, the, the, these new creative people and, and just people in general arriving at Lima Peninsula and how we were going to integrate and harmonise through the arts. And working with the Free Bears on the first uh, Unity Festival, and I remember looking back on that, we had um, Anna Wolf, who really uh, did an amazing set on the on the opening night of that, and that really kind of um, that really kind of set the set the the tone for what was to come in things like Into the Woods, which was uh, right. an absolutely incredible event. Um, what was that? Was that June last year or July? July 4th, wasn't it? Yeah, 4th of July. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I mean, we actually intend on doing something else again on the 4th of July. I know we we pushed back the launch event, which we had in your gallery, um, which was going to be for the cabin, um, which we actually, we have an incredible artist um, who's going to be headlining that um, called Dalton Harris. He's also going to be on the show next week, but um, he is going to be, headlining fingers crossed because <laughs> we haven't actually asked his team yet <laughs> but he's going to be headlining this the next one and i mean but we have to just wait until when the lockdown lifts so just to tell you on the um in regards to the the whole unity project um what we've done moving forward is we've we've put put the whole festival um started making it into a, a, an online presence so that uh from now we're actually we're actually launching unity.london which is a brand new website so that actually launches today uh as the uh, same day as your podcast go out dante amazing incredible so do you want to do you want to say the link what's the link of that it's quite simply unity.london so type that into your browser you'll find the the, the first uh very basic website but we've got we've got various content from uh, all kinds of different providers that's going into that and we're going to be building on that uh over the coming weeks and months and as we roll into what we would ordinarily have is our arts festival in september we're looking at doing the whole thing online and fingers crossed we shall have people actually turning up in september for the festival so it's quite exciting times and I think this whole uh, episode that's going on now with uh, with lockdown is is really pushing us to be as creatives, really inventive, and in how we communicate and how we use the uh, technology and the internet to be able to to reach more people and form these collaborations. Amazing, Ian. Can you just give us um, your website address one more time for the for the tr- for Trinity and your your, your, your businesses? Yeah, so it's uh, Unity london very very simple www.unity.london unity.london amazing ian you've been incredible it's been great to have you on the show and and this is the first episode so we're going to keep it short and sweet and we're in lockdown but hopefully when we when lockdown is lifted we can invite you to the studio 
Oh, that'd be wonderful. Yeah. Very much look forward to that, Dante. Absolutely. Ian, thanks so much, man. Perfect. Best wishes to you, to you and the free bears and, and the crew over there at the woods. Thank you, friend. Next up, we have the lovely Robin M on the line. What's up? Robin Ed, how are you doing? Yo. I'm all right. How are you? Yo. I'm very well in this um, strange times. Strange times that we're in. <laughs> so Robin is a collaborator, um, long-term friend that I work with. I had a number one recently with him called Choosy. And um, yeah, this is this is the guy. This is Robin M, everyone. Yo. Hey. Yeah. Again, we need some jingles in here, man. We need some jingles. So Robin is also a part of a bunch of other ventures. He has um, his own companies. I mean, Robin, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you do? On the music side, I also have two little projects running next to, next to each other. One called Click, which... Um, hopefully some people have heard we did a track called wavy um which is on its way to going gold at the moment it's silver at present um and that's done with another friend of mine uh an old time friend actually um and we've done a few records there so we had wavy we've had dance on the table we've had anything i do we've had a whole bunch of things coming out on that label uh well on that project should i say um and we've just signed actually it's a little scoop for you lot this uh, this project to Island Records too. So we've got a new one coming there, uh, oh. which will be released mid-June, mid to end June. And then on the other side, I've got my solo project, which is Robin M. Um, and we've done a few tracks there. Uh, the first one was actually featuring the same girl that was on Wavy. And then the second one, which was the single that came out on FFRR, was with my guy Dante. Where we managed to convince him to become an artist <laughs> and got him out of the vocal booth and actually got him on a track, which I'm really excited about. This dude has got a crazy vocal, and Thank you. it's almost impossible to replicate that vocal anywhere else. Not that I've tried too hard, <laughs> but it's almost impossible. Well, yeah, um, and we did choosey and we had a bunch of remixes on that as well uh sammy porter did a mix shout out to sammy porter he's number one on the tech house chart at the moment on beatport and doing really well on spotify and uh hopefully he's going to be reposting this little uh video clip from us because i'm going to make sure i tag him at some point mm. um but then we also had like sticky and champion dj those guys that understand the garage world i love the, their music and to have them actually do a remix of this record as well was incredible. And Dante, I'm going to yeah. let you share the news. It got to number one. Yeah. How do you feel about that? It did. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> it did. I'm absolutely stoked, man. I just like, it climbed. It wasn't, no one saw it coming. Um, myself and Rob have written so many songs together. And when that song actually did come out, it just decided to just make its way up the charts slowly. You know, um, so for that, I'm just really, really grateful. Um, Gotta be said, though, bro, your writing and your vocal uh, skills and everything that comes around in your energy is incredible. Oh, thank you. And that's why we keep doing more and more. And in fact, we actually got a session tomorrow, so be ready for that. Indeed, we do. We've got a session on it. <laughs> hey, Robin, tell us how this whole COVID thing affected your live scene, because you... We both know that you, you're an amazing DJ as well. So 
Tell us a little bit about that. Clubs are closed. Um, and all the DJs have turned their focus to live streaming. And I've got into learning a lot about webcams. I, I, I never owned a webcam. And like you're talking <laughs> to me on one of my new webcams right now. Um, and I've had to learn about how to stream to Instagram, to all the social platforms all at the same time. And it was quite, it's quite ironic because all my DJ friends are going through the same journey. So we're all bouncing ideas together of how do I get the best stream? How do I get the audio to actually go into the phone and you're not listening to a room or whatever the case might be? Absolutely. So we've been really focusing on developing that side too. I actually think that live streaming is going to be part of the new culture of Clubland to, mm. to a degree. I think the clubs yeah. will reopen, but I think live streaming, while you've got the chance now to get onto it, is to learn how to do it and do it properly and maybe invest a little bit into making sure you're happy with your output of how it works and your communication with people and try and develop that side of it too because I've got a feeling that live streaming is going to stick around for a while um, mm. and yeah. maybe it become part of club culture in the future anyway. Um, I certainly know that in the past, clubs were always talking about how to bring an image of the DJ booth to people's laptops and to their homes. Um, and live streaming has definitely, I mean, some people like David Guetta, for example, have got like, you know, 300,000 people watching his live streams when he goes, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then you've got other people like Black Coffee, he's got like three, 4,000. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's definitely developing. The only downside to live streaming that I've found is all these social platforms haven't yet got all their licenses in place. So because you get copyright infringements from major labels, they right. close down the live platforms in the middle yeah. of the street. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, you're jumping around, restarting the stream. And, you know, so you have to multitask at the same time, which is mm. quite stressful, but it's quite fun at the same time. And you can think about other things while you're doing it. And then you also need to interact with people that are in your chat rooms and talking to you. And the one thing that I've noticed that the DJs that are doing this by actually, when I DJ out as Robin M, I won't pick up a microphone because that's not what Robin M is about. But on the live stream, you need to. You need to interact with people. They yeah. want to see you. They want to know that you're talking to them. Okay. They, they want to know that they're part of your journey at the same time or part of that, of that stream. Yeah, 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 yeah. So obviously we're talking to you right now, like, during COVID, post-COVID, what do you think? Where do you think it's going to go? I think that to a degree, you're never going to get away from a real dance floor. You're never going to get away from that real energy and it will come back um, in the same respect that churches will reopen and people will be able to go there and be part of that ceremony at the same time. I think certain things are really important to people and I think that human interaction and actually being in a room with a vibe and being there listening to the music in a, in, in, in a controlled space is gonna come back 100%. Mm. But I do think on the sideline, they might run a stream at the same time. And I think that yeah. that could also run next, in, in par with it, you know? What's the first thing you're gonna do when you, this is all over? Get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. I am answer. so with you on that. Look, hence the hat, I'm so with you on that. Uh, well, now you've met Pete, you've met Keisha, and yeah, you're yeah. on the City Island podcast. Thank you so much, Robin M. Hey, I'm Robin M. You're listening to the City Island podcast. Wow, what a show. I have loved catching up with you guys. Pete, Dante, what can I say? Yes. It's been a pleasure. 
It's been a pleasure. Listen, Anna, Robin and Ian, thank you guys so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. We will catch you guys on the next London City Island podcast. Bye.